I'm Allie of Hocus Pocus Collector. And I'm Will of Spooky Will. And we are the Black Flame Society. We're here to share Halloween, Hocus Pocus, and other spooky news and updates with you. While having fun, meeting friends, and making every day feel like it's Halloween. So come on in and join the society. On today's episode of the Black Flame Society, we are diving into the 25th anniversary bash of Hocus Pocus that aired on Freeform back in 2018. We're going to tell you all about it, some behind the scenes stuff. We'll also discuss the 20th anniversary special that they did just a little bit. And Halloween news is back this week. So stay around until the end and we'll fill you in on some Halloween stuff. Hey, Will, what's up? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be back again. It feels like we are now back in the podcast making fields. Last week or whenever we did our last episode kind of felt like a one-off almost. We're like, when will we be back? But here we are. We are back in our two-week schedule and I'm excited to get back in a regular schedule with this because I missed you. I miss all of our listeners and I miss talking Hocus Pocus. Yeah, me too. I've missed it. I miss you. And like you just said, I've missed the listeners and Hocus Pocus as well. And it's also nice that we've got Halloween news back this week because I feel like yes. it was a nice, obviously, introduction to come back to with our last episode. But I feel like the Halloween season with us now doing news is, is kickstarting that kind of like build up to Halloween this year. And we're, we're starting. Most definitely. It will be here before we know it. But today we are going to talk about the 25th anniversary bash. So last episode, we talked all about what we think might come for the 30th. And we talked about previous events that they had to honor Hocus Pocus and how what we hoped would happen this year. So we're going to talk about the 25th anniversary bash. We're going to deep dive into it. And we're going to see what we hope they bring back if they do a 30th, what we hope they don't, what what we hope they change and how it's different. But before we can talk about the 25th, we have to talk about about the 20th anniversary, right, Will? Yeah, absolutely. I know we've briefly spoken about this in past episodes, but we kind of skimmed it. So I'm actually really excited to look into this and also get your like views on during <laughs> that time when it happened or what you thought was going to happen. Oh, yeah, you'll get them all. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so for the 20th anniversary, they did an event. It was October 19th of 2013. So now we're talking almost 10 years ago, which is crazy. It was a D23 event in California. It was a very limited guest list. You had to be a D23 member. You had to get like special ticket. It was not easy to do. It was the first time that the cast had really gotten back together in a public setting since 1992, 1993 when they made the film. So I wish I could have been there. I really do. Can you imagine how it would have felt to be there? Oh. I know. I'm actually surprised you didn't attend. Like I think out of every, everybody I know, the one person who probably would have had a direct connection to this event, I would have thought it would have been you. I do remember sitting at home thinking like, please bring this to the UK. I really want to go to this. So to be honest, I really wasn't on social media at that time in my life. I was in college and I had a Facebook page, but I didn't really dive into Instagram until years later, like during law school, really. And so I didn't really, I might not have even known that it was happening until it was too late. Because now with Hocus Pocus news breaks, usually you and I are some of the first to know, whether it be just through creeping or through people we know who might let us in on some knowledge. But yeah, back in the day, I probably just wasn't in the loop on this. So I, that's on me. I dropped the ball (laughs) i was 21 leave me alone (laughs) i do remember that when they announced it though and how exciting it was like my first thoughts was like this is it disney's finally acknowledged the fact that this film is really popular yeah i remember checking instagram over and over and over again to see what people were sharing online in the hopes that something might have been announced 
Yes, I remember just Googling a lot because I saw the first picture I remember seeing. There's a picture, it looks almost like, I think it's a selfie of Kathy and Jimmy and Thora Birch, Mary and Danny. And it's just a, it's just a photo of them smiling. And I was like, that was probably the first time I had seen Thora grown up. And I was like, holy crap, it's Danny Dennison. And obviously I'd seen Kathy because she's done so many other projects, but to see them together was great. So at this event, they did a screening of the movie and then they did a panel discussion with everyone who was there, which it was Kathy, Doug Jones, Thora, Omri Katz made his first public appearance like ever at this event and no one this is where hold on I'll get back to Omri in a second Vanessa was there David Kirshner John Debney Tony Gardner and Bill Sandell were all in attendance and did an awesome panel discussion there are some clips out there on YouTube but I don't think anyone has the full thing if you do please send it our way but so Omri yeah this is the event at which I believe they had the picture of him and he had some shaggy brown hair at this point and he was wearing sunglasses in most of the pictures but this is where that fake Omri picture the blonde guy got leaked there's this guy if you google Omri he will come up I'm sure of it (laughs) they have similar looking eyes but other than that it doesn't look like Omri at all and people were using this photo publicly to be like look what Omri Katz looks like 20 years later and it just was not Omri at any capacity and I said it for years and even will up until recently a company had Omri at an event and they shared this (laughs) photo and I reached out to them and I was like hey that's not Omri and they immediately were like oh my goodness and corrected it but you know what picture I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Elliot. I'm just going to find out who it is so we can actually clear the airs. <laughs> Let's put this to bed. We'll investigate who is this man. I know you've looked into it once, but we're going to put this to bed. We-, we should post a photo of it on our story and be like, this is not Omri. This is... It's the first picture that comes up when you Google Omri cats. Oh my goodness. On Rotten Tomatoes. That's not Omri Rotten Tomatoes. All right, Rotten Tomatoes, if you're listening, as we love to say, that is not our beloved Omri. (laughs) It's funny that people think it is him though. I mean, to be honest, so they have similar eyes and like their facial structure is the same, but that is not Omri. Who is he, Will? Yeah, his name's Marcus Thomas. Marcus Thomas. Hello, Marcus. That... It's not Omri Katz. That's Marcus Thomas. Marcus Thomas. We should get Marcus on the podcast (laughs) and chat with him and be like, how does it feel to have everyone think you're Omri Katz? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because the picture of him has been shared so many times. And like you just said, how it was shared for like cons and stuff like that. And it's not him, it's Marcus Thomas, so... No. And this article is entitled, You'll Never Believe What Max from Hocus Pocus Looks Like Now. And no, like, I don't that. believe it, because that's, <laughs> that's not him. It's not even close to what he looks like either. It's not, it's not. I would have been shocked if that was what Omri actually looked like 20 years later. So yeah, I would be shocked, but it's not. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to talk to Omri about that sometime. <laughs> So at the 20th, they did this screening. They did this panel discussion with 10 people from the cast and crew. As we said, it was the first time they had gotten back together and they had some really cool props there. What did they have, Will? They had the original lighter, which was really cool. There was the spell book. There was actually the glass cabinet the spell book came in and it was like, it looked all dusty and stuff. It looked really cool. The cauldron, Mary's costume. I'm pretty sure the vacuum was there as well, although I couldn't find pictures of that online but i'm pretty sure it was there but then my favorite thing that there was that they had was danny's hat which had very recently been found in the disney archives I and mean, that was there as well and i remember when i first saw the picture of the hat and i was just like oh there it is after all these years there's danny's hat 
And there's a picture of Thora wearing the hat, which made me really happy to see. I was like, oh, like it still fits. I don't know why that was like my first thing is so her head would have gotten bigger. But yes, it looked adorable. And it made me so happy to see all that stuff in one place. And then they also released some specific merchandise for the event too. That's when they re-released the soundtrack. That is like the one you can actually acquire now, the 2013 re-release. And then Creature Features also released a poster, the really cool Sanderson sister one night only poster. And and the spellbook pin and the program, which there are some of the copies of the program on eBay if you want to grab one. But they had this whole line of stuff at this tiny little event. I wonder how many people were there. That's one thing I could not find online. I know it was very exclusive, but I don't know how many people were actually there. So it didn't seem like from <sighs> the pictures we've seen, it didn't seem like there's a lot of people there. I'd probably say 50 or less, maybe, because you see pictures online of like them on the stage where they're doing the panel and answering questions and you do see a small amount of the audience but it doesn't seem like there was many people there at all I feel like they must have at least filled a movie theater. If you were there, please reach out to us. Give us the deeds. So we want to know more about the 20th because there's some articles, there's some photos, but we don't have a deep understanding of what actually happened there. Yeah, yeah. that's It's kind of like a little bit of a mystery around this whole event because like you just said, we don't know much that's going on. But one of my favorite things that came from the event that you've just mentioned was the merchandise because this was probably, even though it wasn't available to everybody till well some of it was available to everybody afterwards on ebay it was like the first time we'd seen merchandise as well wasn't it for the film apart from the soundtrack which was released as a promo cd they actually we had merchandise and how long was it after this event that you got some of it because i think for me it was probably a couple of months maybe afterwards i managed to get it because i think creature feature put a lot of it on ebay so I got the poster soon after because they're numbered. I think it's at a 300 for that one. And I got number 292. So I don't know. I feel like I was towards the end <laughs> of getting those. But I didn't get the program until maybe like two years ago. I remember when I you got it, the program. Yeah. yeah. I, you were like, where's your program? And I was like, uh, I don't have one. And I just, I, for some reason, I thought I just had one. So I did get one. I love it. Very glad to have it. And I still don't have the pin though. Do you? <gasps> You don't have the pin. Nope, I will not spend the $100 on eBay for it. I can't bring myself to do it. Oh, I'm honestly, sh- I am shocked. <laughs> like, I can't believe, I honestly can't believe you don't have the pin. I'm honestly shocked. All right, I'll go buy it. Well, again, Will is <laughs> me into something, guys. Thank you, Will. I'll, I'll add that to my tab. The listeners, as my witness, there was no force in here. I just said I'm surprised. <laughs> the disappointment is clear, William. It's very clear. You're very disappointed in me, and I can't If have the that. next episode of the podcast is just me, <gasps> listeners, you know why. You know why. <laughs> Allie, you've been voted off the island. Oh, no. We're looking for a replacement. No, we are not, Will. Stop it. <laughs> So, as we said, if you were at the 20th, fill us in, give us some deets. But it's amazing to me the difference between the small event they had for the 20th anniversary in 2013 to what they did for the 25th anniversary bass, which is what we're going to talk about today. So, it was filmed late summer in 2018 and it aired October 20th, 2018 on Freeform. It was filmed at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in LA and it is now available on Disney Plus in the United States. It was available outside in the UK up until Will checked for it yesterday or today and it's gone. So... Yeah, where Disney, where is <laughs> where it? Why is have it? you removed it? Because it was released the same day as Hocus Pocus 2, so I know it was there. And we've talked about it as well recently because I watched it, but Disney's... It's gone. It's just disappeared. Hopefully it's just a short-term licensing issue or some sort of issue. Hopefully it will be back. But if you are in the US, it's available on Disney+. Plus. It's about an hour and a half and it's hosted by Jordan Fisher and Vanessa Hudgens. And 1.67 million people watched it and it became the most 
most watched telecast during Freeform's 31 Nights of Halloween that year. So up until it was very soon before the event, we didn't know if Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker were going to have any role in it because from the people who were there in July who were in the costume contest or who were part of the audience, we knew they weren't physically there. We knew Kathy and Jimmy was there, Mary, but we knew Bette and Sarah were not there. So I remember I was actually on my honeymoon and I was in Punta Cana and of course I'm checking HPC because I'm like, what's going on? And Bette had released (laughs) that short little video saying like, I'm going to be a part of the 25th anniversary and I just remember going nuts I was freaking out I was so happy because obviously like what was it going to be without them in some capacity it sucks they couldn't be there in person but to have the videos was great it just made me wonder if maybe Freeform didn't realise how big it was going to be, which is why Bet because it was the same, I think, with Sarah as well. They announced that Sarah was going to be a part of it, but it was, like, through video. So, yeah, it just made me wonder if Freeform didn't realise how big it was up until it started to get motion and people started to get really excited about it. And they was like, actually, you know what? We need Bet for this. And I'm, I'm really glad she was a part of it. I wonder if it's when tickets for the event went like that and Bet and Sarah weren't even announced. Maybe that's when they were like, hold up, we need to contact everyone. <laughs> so the event itself immediately kicks off with our queen, Bet Midler, talking about how she never thought 25 years later we would be celebrating Hocus Pocus and she thanks the fans for the continued support. And then at the very end of her little spiel, she says, it's just a bunch of Hocus Pocus and Winifred's voice and she shows her teeth, which are, it's just her teeth, but she does the little face and it, it was just so nice. That was the first time I had seen, obviously we had seen her dress up as Winnie for her Halloween ball that she does and she had gone on tour, but it was never, I never heard the voice. I'd never seen it myself. So to see it, it just made me so happy because we know she loves this character. Yeah, it was really good to see her. I remember in the UK, the, it wasn't shown on TV or anything over here, but I was still following it like every single day, like you was checking it constantly to see if the updates. And when they announced Bet, I was like, oh! and my first thought was like, they're building the hype up because they're going to announce a sequel for this event. Yes. And as we know, they didn't. We'll get to that, <laughs> but they didn't. So after Bet's segment, it cuts right to Vanessa Hudgens, who was co hosting the event with Jordan Fisher. And she's dressed in some witchy garb. And there's a voiceover of who is supposed to be Binks, but it's not Jason Marsden who voiced Binks in the movie, and it's not Sean Murray who was human Binks. We're not sure who it was. Jason's given credit online, but we're 99.9% confident that that was not Binks. And so I think that was a big mistake, by the way. Jason was just as big as part of the cast as anyone else, so he definitely should have been there. But that's a conversation for when we talk to Jason. We'll bring that up. <laughs> so Vanessa's in her witchy garb. There's a black flame candle in a book, which at first they look really good, and I was like, oh my god are those original props did you think the same when you saw it yeah 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 i don't think they are but they look great very very good job there i feel like if they were original they probably wouldn't let her touch them i know she would not have been (laughs) touching them those are in a vault somewhere And so Vanessa says she's going to the bash and she needs a GPS. And so she has this broom with a phone and a GPS attached and it gives her instructions on how to get to the bash. And it's very campy. I loved it. I thought they did a good job with it. And so she gets on her broom and she's flying above a city. It looks very, it looks similar to what they do in Hocus Pocus. And she sings a short rendition of Come Little Children. And she does a lot of the movements that Sarah Jessica Parker does on the broom. She's giving off Sarah vibes. And it was cute. And then it cuts to the opening of the show. And this really they announced that Jordan and Vanessa are hosting and they say starring Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and a special appearance by Kathy and Jimmy. And I was like, well, I don't love, I don't think it's starring them if they're not there. But again, I didn't plan this event. And so they say, <laughs> plus Omri Katz, Thora Birch, Vanessa, 
Shaw, Doug Jones, Sean Murray, Amanda Shepard, Tobias Jelinek, Larry Bagby, and Kenny Ortega. So what a lineup. And Kenny was also a producer, Will? Yeah, yeah. Up until recently, I didn't know this, but yeah, he was an executive producer for the event as well, which I thought was pretty cool. I love that they, he was obviously the director of the movie and they brought him back 25 years later to kind of put on a big show. They also had other people at this event though, not in person. Those were all the people who were actually there. But over video, they had our lovely David Kirshner talked about creating it. Mick Garris was there. Kenny Ortega was there and on video. And John Debney also gave videos kind of talking about their experiences there. So we had Bet and Sarah and those people on video and the rest of them were all there for this big event. And as we talked about tickets, it was sold out. If you watch the beginning, they kind of zoom over the crowd. It was massive. Yeah, it was insane. Like when they first announced it, I didn't realize how big it would be until I started watching it. And then I was like, this is huge. But then it also made me think, Disney's got to be taking note of this because look how popular this is. I definitely think the bash itself got the attention of the people it needed to because the people involved in it it was special to them that David everyone they knew that they would they had talked about how they wanted to do a second one but I think on such a worldwide stage seeing how many people were excited about it everywhere I think this is definitely what pushed those conversations even when we had Doug on Doug said after the 25th bash that's where a lot of the hype came and the calls started coming in to talk about Hocus Pocus too so yeah I think like you mentioned previously as well like the viewing numbers as well that the people that watched it at home and yeah I think it was a bit of a wake up for Disney to be like okay We've we've seen this, yeah. So this was all pre-filmed stuff that we'd seen up to this point. So the actual event started and Vanessa Hudgens, Jordan Fisher walk on the stage. Vanessa's still in her witchy get up and Jordan Fisher is dressed like the skeleton singer. Not exactly, he didn't have the face paint or anything, but it was skeleton singer vibes and it made me very happy to see it. And he immediately starts talking, says this is our generation's Goonies, which like that, that's pretty big. I would say it's even bigger, but that's obviously us talking here about (laughs) it. And they do this cute thing where they sum up Pocus Pocus and around 60 seconds they basically tell you the story so if you haven't seen it i don't know why you'd be watching really the 25th anniversary of it but they do a cute little sum up of that we should have challenged ourselves to try and try and say that (laughs) we we should we should do our own 60 second sum up of focus focus yeah we should yeah maybe for our anniversary we'll do something yeah a challenge a 60 second hocus pocus but we won't we'll have to write our own versions of the film in 60 seconds and see who can do it oh actually no another challenge i'll write it you write yours that has to be under 60 seconds but we'll swap so i have to say yours you have to say mine yes I'm in. We will do that. We'll do that for our birthday celebration, which is coming up soon. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. I love that. (laughs) So something to look forward to. You guys should all write yours. Let's all prep one and see how funny slash different they are. So after they do that cute little sped up version, it cuts to a clip from the movie of Max, Danny, and Allison at Allison's party. And then Omri, Thora, and Vanessa come out. In Vanessa's red dress, they all looked great. But Vanessa's red dress paid homage to her red coat from the movie, in my brain at least. And Thora says, hey, bro and Omri says what's up sis and my soul I was like oh my god it's Max and Danny and Allison like ah it was so sweet to see them back together and kind of playing the role as well Yes, it made me so happy. And so they do interviews throughout, as we said, with David, Mick, Kenny, John, and a lot of the cast does interviews too. And Doug says, I was a zombie before zombies were cool. And he was told to be a zombie that is not scary, but rather one you could date. And I found that very interesting (laughs) that that was kind of like his assignment. He'd killed it, obviously. Saying that though, there is quite a lot of people who weirdly find Billy attractive, considering who he is. (laughs) 
there's definitely a field of people who are into Billy Butcherson separately from Doug Jones. <laughs> like Billy Butcherson the zombie. <laughs> I mean, he was an attractive zombie. His face wasn't too... They gave him like a green vibe. So it wasn't as like realistic, I guess, realistic zombie as realistic zombie as they get. It wasn't Walking <laughs> Dead vibes. It, I think they obviously tried to keep it as Disney-esque as possible. So... Yeah, I definitely agree. He wasn't he wasn't scary. Well, he was scary to me, but he's he wasn't like the scary scary zombies that everyone knows. I may own a shirt that says Billy Butcherson is my boyfriend. Cannot confirm or deny that. I know what I want to see next time I come to visit yours. I want to see this t-shirt. I'm sure it's in my 31 days of t-shirts. I'll find it and uh, send you the clip. <laughs> So anyway, moving on from that. <laughs> After some interviews, Jordan Fisher comes out and sings Witchcraft by Frank Sinatra, which is the song that the skeleton singer is singing before Max and Winifred interrupt and sing I Put a Spell on You at the Town Hall Ball. So they pay some homage to that. And then the costume contest begins. So Ross Matthews is hosting the costume contest and there are 25 contestants. I immediately thought that they would be required to be a Hocus Pocus character, but they weren't. <laughs> they were yeah, not. I, th- I thought that as well. I was quite surprised when... Like, no disrespect to the people that took part in it, because they were really, really good costumes. Oh, yeah, everyone was was great. Why are these... Why are these people on stage? Where's the characters? <laughs> so the judges of the contest were Margaret Cho, Sharon Osborne, and Kelly Osborne. So I thought that lineup was great. They were very playful. They did a great job. And there were some, as we said, amazing costumes. But I have to mention, Jenica McCleary and our good friend Josh were both in the costume contest as Winifreds. So that was amazing to see them both. There. Oh, I didn't I mean, know so that. Happy. Like, I, yes. I didn't know that until now. Like, literally now. Like, I had no idea that. Go back and watch. I think they were the only solo Winifreds because there were Winifreds as part of Sanderson sisters. There was two groups of Sanderson sisters, the PDX Sanderson sisters and another set. But Jenica and Josh, I believe, were the only two solo Winifreds. And they both Oh, I didn't know that because I think if I'd watched it, if I could watch it, then I'd be like, oh, it's... And then I probably would have asked you about it. But because I haven't been able to watch it to catch up on it, I didn't know. That's really cool. They have some great stories from backstage there, and Josh actually was able to meet Kenny and have him sign his book. So how oh, cool so to cool. have Kenny's signature from that. So that's awesome. We also had Kalinda Gray was there as a Sarah, and they had a few Billies thrown in. There was a mom, Donna, and a lot of other creative ideas. But what I loved, someone dressed up like Billy Butcherson's daughter. So it was a younger girl version of Billy Butcherson, which I thought was such a fun take on not just your traditional Billy, but it still looked like Billy. Yeah, that was really cool. Like, that was actually one of my favourite, I think it was my favourite out of all the costumes that came out on stage. It was really good. And then I really enjoyed one person who was dressed as Billy, who kept, it was almost like letting off dust. Like as they were walking, there was like dust coming out of them and stuff. Yeah, there was two or three Billies. One was very dusty in that one. The guy walked a lot like Billy. It felt very Doug Jonesy, which was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. So we're going to tell you the winners of the costume contest now. So if you don't want it spoiled, tune out for about 30 seconds. Third place went to the PDX Sanderson sisters. Second place went to a fairy and it was very well done. She was in like very high boots and she had like almost like a mohawky thing sort of going on. It was great makeup, great costume. And then first place was a spider. So the only way I can describe it was when she was walking upright, you didn't really know what it was until she did a backbend. And when she did a backbend, she became a spider. Like It was definitely one of the most interesting and unique costumes I've ever seen. Very creative, very well done, which is why I believe it won. But I do wish at the Hocus Pocus bash, a Hocus Pocus character would have won, preferably Josh or Jenica. Maybe it was a nod <laughs> to the spider serrates. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, you convinced there me it is. that it is there a character. <laughs> we figured it out well. <laughs> I'm going to dress up like a lucky rat tail and go under. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's both do it all both easy. Just two rat tails that come out on the stage. <laughs> well, I know what I'm being for Halloween this year. Well, when you come to town, I'm going to pick you up at the airport dressed as a lucky rat tail. <laughs> I just get off the plane dressed as the rat tail as well. <laughs> Imagine going through costume. You will not get through TSA. <laughs> If Spirit Halloween launches a lucky rat toe costume this year, <laughs> we know it was us. Well, anyway. <laughs> so I'm still bitter about them cutting the trivia contest that they were going to do at this event. There was originally a costume contest and a trivia contest, and they axed the trivia in favor of adding more costumes. And I was actually, I was reached out to by the woman who was doing the casting. She was lovely. This was not her fault in any capacity. Definitely an executive decision at some point where she had reached out and we were like, we were as confirmed as we could have been. Like, we're going, we're going, I'm going to play trivia on national TV with a cast of Focus Focus. I was so excited. I think I even had my plane ticket booked and then they axed it because they had so many great costumes or I don't really know the reasoning behind it. So I'm still a little bitter five years later, but I mean, we've had our time we've done some great stuff in exchange so the costume contest was great so i can't be angry but i don't, I don't even would we have would i have won trivia i don't know maybe maybe not depends maybe that's why they act sticks i was like no there's no competition for you ali like you would literally have won straight away it would have <laughs> just do a, that you would have got it we have this british guy but he doesn't want to come for some <laughs> reason so can you imagine if that's where we would have met instead <laughs> like that would have been wild or can you imagine if that's where we had like first met each other but we became rivals yeah <laughs> Think, and that is the reason why yeah. that Disney was looking out for us. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> so they go back to doing some interviews that are shown. They're obviously the pre-recorded interviews, but Doug talks about the groundbreaking CGI and the special effects that they used in the movie. He tells the story of the real moths in Billy's mouth, and they tell the story. Vanessa tells the story about how they trained the cats and how she has some memories of like she. I don't think this was in the special itself, but the memories of the cat wall and how they trained the cats with the tree and the the clicker and everything. So that was interesting and how they made Banks talk and everything. But one part I loved because Sean Murray hasn't, he's done so much with NCIS. He was the human version of Thackeray in the movie. He's done so much since then that he's usually not involved in these events because he's so busy doing NCIS and a hundred other things. But he was in the special and he talks about how he loves the ending. And he said, seeing them walk away into the gates of paradise, it's like a painting. And that really reminded me of our interview with David when he talks about how much he loved the ending and how he felt like it was such a fitting emotional piece and to hear sean say that too who was in the scene it was just like oh yeah it was really really sweet i love that scene i do too it's really one of my favorites obviously the i shall always be with you comes right before them but it's all interconnected it's fine <laughs> So then they come back from the commercials and they show Jay and I, which cuts to Tobias and Larry on stage in their cages, which I actually really loved this. I thought it was a really nice little touch. Funko, if you're listening, give us those Funko cages. Then they get out of the cages and they talk about how they stole those shoes. I thought it was so cute how Jordan was like, guys, your shoes. And Larry was like, yeah, we stole them. <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> it was a lot of playful banter in a Jay and I sort of way, which made me so happy. And to see them in the cages and pretending they had been there for like 25 years, I feel like that was very fitting. That was one of the, my favorite parts of the whole thing yeah i really like how they're even like even now they're still very close they're still really good friends and yeah. stuff it's really sweet 
I love those two. They're great. We should have them on the podcast sometime. We should. Well, we've just started a new season, so here's yes, hoping. <laughs> so then we jump to a performance by Pretty Much, who sings Superstition by Stevie Wonder, then another by Junior New System, which has some really cool dancing and break dancing. But then Kenny Ortega comes out. And I'm really glad. I know he's like an executive producer, but I'm really glad they included him as well. Because I feel like we don't see much of Kenny for like Hocus Pocus things. So it was nice that he's a part of this. Kenny thanks all of the fans and says his memories from making the movie were great. He was on the floor laughing most of the time, which is really sweet. And then he introduces the one and only, my favourite citizen sister, Kathy Najimi. Ah, uh, Kathy. She comes out in this stunning black dress. I hadn't seen Kathy in a few years, probably. Probably since, like, the photos of the 20th. Uh, maybe a picture here or there, but it was usually just her face. This dress was beautiful. And she refers to Hocus Pocus as a little skit they did in the 90s. And how she had no clue it would take off. And, like, here we are 25 years later talking about it. And she thanks, quote, the crazy-ass fans. Will, who she's talking about there? Are we included in that? I think so. Yeah, I think so. She's talking about just us <laughs> as the crazy-ass fans. <laughs> <laughs> who made it over the years and for their devotion to the film. She specifically thanks the LGBTQ plus community for their support, especially all the amazing costumes that they made over the f- years. And she says, we will never forget this experience, mainly because you won't let us. <laughs> <laughs> And she then, she's about to, you can tell she's about to end her piece. And she says, should I do it? And the crowd goes nuts. And she says, I smell children in Mary's voice and walks off stage. So to just see that, it made me so happy to see her really embrace Mary again so many years after. Yeah, and me. I feel like over the years, Mary's definitely been the one who's always there. Like, I know it wasn't up until the 20th anniversary we started to see this hoax pokes things. But for her to just always be a part of this, I just find it really sweet. So then to see her on stage and do the I smell children was just so nice to watch. And I think it was great that even though Bat and Sarah weren't there physically, they were there just via video, but I feel like it was great to have Kathy physically there and see her interact with the cast and everything. It was a very nice touch. The witches then talk on the video about their experiences flying and how Sarah Jessica says she loved it so much. And Thora then tells the story of how, which I didn't think about until she said this, she was the only kid who got to fly because Max and Allison didn't fly. It was just Danny when Winifred picks her up towards the end of the movie. I mean, Omri's up there hanging on the broom and falls off, but he doesn't really get to fly. So Danny's the only one. So she talked about how like the other kids were kind of jealous that she was the only one who got to fly. And she said the harnesses were very uncomfortable, but still fun. Then Bet and Thora separately are telling the story of how accidentally one time when Bet flies down to grab Danny before she is about to suck the life out of her, the broom grazed Thora's head. So Bet immediately stopped the shot and like went to check on Thora. And Thora thought that was so sweet that she was fine, but she was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And in exchange for this, Bet brought her on her broom. And when they went back up in the air, sang Wind Beneath My Wings to her in the air on the broomstick. And can you just imagine that moment? I think if I would have died, like that would have been it. I would have been like, right, stop filming, dead. This I'm, is it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> she just falls off the broomstick. This is the end. We are doomed. <laughs> so I love that sweet moment. She's great. They're all great. So then we go to a performance by Emily Estefan, who sings Black Magic Woman by Fleetwood Mac, which I absolutely love that song. It's one of my like favourite Fleetwood Mac songs. She sings and plays guitar and the drums. It was so impressive because obviously her parents are both very, very talented, but to see her do it and to see her just do the whole thing, it was one of my, I think that was my favorite performance from the show. 
So then Amanda Shepard comes out, which as we know, as we all know, is Emily. She discusses playing Emily Binks and she teaches Jordan and Vanessa how to act dead, <laughs> which results... <laughs> Do you want to describe how she... Yes, uh, yeah. I'll describe that. I described it to Will right before because you couldn't rewatch it before this episode. So Amanda falls on the ground and teaches them how to play dead because she was asked to. But then it results in a very awkward cutaway. So <laughs> Jordan and Vanessa are like, all right okay and next and it cuts away to there's been this fake billy he looks great but it's clearly not doug but it's some guy dressed as billy that they've hired to kind of walk around backstage they have a bit of him waiting for the bathroom and in this bit so amanda's laying on the floor looking dead jordan and vanessa kind of look confused and they cut away to billy who walks into like the food trailer the food area and he tries to eat a fake gummy worm but his mouth is sewn shut so he kind of like peels his lips like this and shoves the gummy worm in and it just cuts to commercial and i was kind of like all right hold on this is feeling a little choppy up until then i was like very cohesive and then it was kind of like what's billy doing backstage (laughs) this is one of the reasons why i really want disney to put it back on so we can watch this bit again that part had me laughing i was just like what is happening So after Billy has eaten his worm and we come back from commercial, they start talking about the hocus pocus effect, which I love how they phrase that, Will, because that's something like we've talked about for a long time, the effect hocus pocus has had on movies, on Halloween, on the whole generation. And they talk about how it still is shown in theaters years later and how it didn't have a great opening or theater presence. But Bette talks about how she was really surprised it wasn't embraced at first because she loved the project so much. David discusses how he was confused to why it was released in July, especially so close to dress. Park and Doug says at the time that's the end of that it must be gone forever and so then they fast forward 10 years it slowly started coming back and some of these quotes that we're about to say were direct quotes from the people involved and just to hear them say it to know that they saw all of us embracing it made me very happy so Sean Murray says Hocus Pocus is more popular now than it ever has been Rocky Horror Picture kind of stuff going on Sarah Jessica Parker says I think one can call Hocus Pocus a success Omri Katz says, Hocus Pocus is timeless. It keeps going from generation to generation. And John Debney sums it up perfectly well. There is nothing like Hocus Pocus. Random question for you after hearing all the quotes and stuff. Do you think the Hocus Pocus effect is the same as it was, but more acknowledged? Or do you think it's bigger than what it was? I think it's bigger. I think this event sparked a lot of people to remember Hocus Pocus. There was obviously a lot of people who already did, but I think this brought in a lot of people who didn't and putting those forces together and then now five years later having a sequel, I feel like it's only gotten bigger. What about you? No, I agree. Because part of me wanted... Because obviously there's, like us, for example, there's been fans who have been around for such a long time and it's, and we've seen it grow and we've helped it grow as well. It makes me wonder if maybe this buzz was always there, it just, because Disney wasn't acknowledging it, we just didn't see it. But obviously, like you've just said with the sequel and, and so on, and hopefully maybe in the future a Hocus Pocus 3, that I reckon, I agree, I reckon it's definitely got bigger and it's going to continue to get bigger over the years. I think it'll only get bigger, especially now with Hocus Pocus 2 and a generation of people, as we've said, growing up and they didn't know life before for there being two movies kids who are being born are born into a world with two hocus pocuses which is crazy to actually think about 
I know. I do find it odd that there's a whole generation now that's going to grow up and, like, never even knowing that Hocus Pocus just wasn't a thing for such a long time. It's crazy. So then we jump back to Omri, Fora, and Vanessa. They're back on stage, and they ask someone to light the black flame candle. <laughs> Omri immediately says no, which is understandable. So Jordan does it. The lights go out, and it leads into Dove Cameron, Sophia Carson, and Jordan Sparks singing I Put a Spell on You. Which normally I don't really like cover things, but I really enjoyed this. I thought it was quite fun. I don't think they've ever released like an iTunes version, an official version of this song, but I really think they should have because those three went out there and killed it. Their dresses were beautiful. They're each so individually talented, but to have them come together and do it, I really loved it. But the whole performance itself was really brought together in addition to, so they stopped for a little in the middle and let dancers go wild and they had dancers dressed as characters from the movie. So they had the cop master master's wife dad killing mom donna were there and other characters from the town hall party scene and towards probably like three quarters of the way through they have a young max dennison come out dressed just like omri in the movie he's being chased by billy and they do an awesome dance together and then the girls come back and finish i put a spell on you but i agree i think that was so well done and i feel like it was a perfect way to lead into the end of the show yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like at this point, because we're obviously coming to the end of the show, I feel like that kind of cemented the fact that they would really put a lot of effort into this and they'd really made sure that there was every kind of, almost every kind of part of the film was represented throughout the entire show. And I thought it was a really nice way to kind of end it. Definitely. And then it ends, Jordan and Vanessa come back on stage and Jordan says, thank you for being the greatest fans in the world. And Vanessa says, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. And that was the end. And as we've said previously, we were kind of waiting for like, oh, and hocus pocus 2 is coming next year. Like, and we're all, ah, no, that never happened. <laughs> yeah, I expected like Kenny to come back out yeah. and be like, just before we go. But no, because I remember watching this, it was about two o'clock in the morning in the UK and I was streaming it online. I found some random website that was live streaming it and I sat there for the whole thing and it was probably three o'clock by the time it ended half past three and I was like oh and I remember going <laughs> oh. to bed and my other half was like so what was it like was it good and I was like they didn't announce a sequel <laughs> <laughs> I think when Kenny came out on stage I was like this is it and then he didn't and then Kathy came and I was like she's gonna be the one to do it and they didn't do it and I was like oh they must be waiting to the end and then Jordan said his stuff Vanessa said her stuff and then it just kind of cut and I was like oh for me, I feel like it took now watching the 25th years later, knowing Hocus Pocus 2 did happen, I feel like I can appreciate it much more because at the time I was just like, hold on, where's my sequel announcement? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I think part of me, not to sound like sad, but I think part of me was like a little bit depressed after watching it because I was just like, why, why have we still not got a second one? Like, why are they ignoring this? And I felt like if they didn't do it there, they weren't going to do it because what better stage to do it than there? And obviously we all know what happened. We did get it eventually, so. But to see the show they put on for this i've never seen another movie get such a celebration for a 25th anniversary like they did for hocus pocus i've seen obviously the release commemorative dvds blu-rays maybe some merch but to see a full 90 minute show dedicated to this with so much of the original cast back as we said i feel like it really cemented that this is important people want this and i think as we said this really led to hocus pocus 2 happening yeah, I definitely agree. It's like going back to what you just said about the no event like it. And we've seen things in the past where, for example, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when that turned 20, they had a big reunion. It was like a big event, Entertainment Weekly or something like that, did this huge feature spread that was just all about Buffy. But then Hocus Pocus, it's just like its own little 
It's his own little thing, isn't it? There's it just is. nothing that beats it. There's nothing like it. And I just, that's what I think I love about it. I love talking about it. <laughs> so <laughs> let us know your thoughts on the special. Did you guys expect a sequel announcement? What did you think of the performances? Was there anything you really loved? Was there anything you didn't love? I would definitely love to hear from the followers because we've never really talked about this in full. So I think it was great to do a full deep dive episode to kind of get your thoughts, Will, because we've talked about it casually, but we've never done the full story. Along with the 25th anniversary that year, we also got the 25th anniversary Blu-ray, which had delete scenes on it. And Ooh. I remember messaging you because we knew it was coming out, didn't we? And I remember sending you a message and I was like, it's got deleted scenes. And it was like one of the Disney movie websites that had finally put the special features on there. I love the deleted scenes, but it wasn't the one. So we're still waiting It for. wasn't the big three, which we still, I feel like we'll still see one day. But I found it interesting that I remember you messaging me and we are casually chatting at this point, but you messaging me and be like, because there was the normal 25th, there was the Walmart version the target version the best buy version there were fye versions and so i there were some that were only in america and you messaged me and was like was it on the target version are they on the fye version like ours are, are they different and unfortunately they weren't but we did get some deleted scenes on that which was great you actually sent me all of the copies all did the american I? copies yeah you sent remember. me them you sent me the spell book still book you sent me the target edition the fye because edi- was it the fye edition that had the the glow in the dark postcard. Yes. The Walmart edition had the Binks pin. Yeah. And you said, because I remember I had a delivery and it was just four Blu rays that you sent me because you picked them all up for me. <laughs> it's funny how where we are now. Look like, looking it back. all started with it. Maybe the 25th anniversary. You did a giveaway and that's how I like found Spooky Will. Oh, I did. So yeah. Maybe yeah. The 25th anniversary not only started Hocus Pocus 2, but it started Will and Allie, which started the Black Flame Society. So <laughs> we are grateful, Disney. Thank you. <laughs> the Disney effect, the Hocus Pocus effect. <laughs> And then along with the Blu-ray, we also had a lot of 25th anniversary merchandise, which I think was only available at the parks. And I'm not sure if the website, the Disney Store website had any. I just remember it being in the parks. So it kind of felt like that whole year that Disney were really focusing on Hocus Pocus. We've got the Blu-ray, the special, the merchandise. So it really did feel like they were hyping this film up to bring us a sequel. As we know, it didn't happen that year. But speaking of merchandise, Ali actually sent me a link the other day, a screenshot of some new merchandise that's coming out this September. And currently, as far as we're aware it's that our first officially announced 30th anniversary merchandise so do you want to do you want to tell us what that is sure so i got a dm from the lovely spoop yourself and they were like hey have you seen this and i hadn't yet so thank you so much for sending this our way to celebrate the 30th anniversary so i don't know if it's going to have some commemorative thing on the box there are no images released yet but fisher price is releasing a set of little people hocus pocus well i went nuts when i saw this <laughs> i as a child i loved playing you know the little people they're they're just the little they almost are like a lego sort of thing they look like little people they're so cute and they're gonna have a hocus pocus line it says it's only the three sanderson sisters but i want a full line i want everybody <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. I didn't know what little people were until you mentioned it. But then when I Googled, I was like, oh, that's what they are. So and luckily the UK does have them. Whether the UK's get them as well, I don't know. We don't know yet. But I think so far it's only Entertainment Earth that has them listed. Correct. It says you can pre-order, but I'm wait. I want to see the images. I want to know if there's going to be an exclusive anywhere where you can get them. But it's described as celebrate the 30th anniversary of Hocus Pocus with this Hocus Pocus little people collector figure set. The black flame candle was lit in the Sanderson sister were free to join the Little People Collector family, which theme packaging contains all three sisters, Winifred, Sarah, and Mary Sanderson. So I am very excited to see how they will be Fisher-priced. I'm super, super excited. And yeah, as you said, our first 30th anniversary real announcement. 
I also think it's funny that our last episode we talked a lot about merchandise, what's already come out this year, and then we were like, oh, maybe by the next episode there's going to be loads more. And wasn't it like the day after, yes. or the, yes, like two does. days after? So we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe the next episode we'll have like another, even more merchandise to talk about because I've got a feeling it's going to start coming. I really like this. This is something we don't have at all. It's, as we said, we want the Funkos and we want more action figures and all of that. But we've never had a Fisher Price Hocus Pocus little, little people before. So I'm very excited to see how those come out. I know, I can't wait to get those. And Halloween news is back. As you said, we didn't do it last week as we were just getting back to the vibe, but we're going to start bringing you some every episode Halloween news for you. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Haunted Mansion. The teaser trailer has dropped and we obviously weren't as excited for the teaser trailer for the Haunted Mansion as we were for Hocus Pocus when we had an emergency episode, but we are still excited. It's coming out July 28th, Will. What are your immediate thoughts on release date of a July Halloween movie? We've lived this story before. I'm intrigued by it because if it does really well then it will show how different it's changed since 1993 which obviously it's like 30 years ago so obviously things have changed but I'm curious I'll be watching box office numbers when it's released to see how well it does. Yes. And I mean, Haunted Mansion overall isn't entirely, it's a spooky movie, but it's not a Halloween movie per se. Like we have Scream 6 coming out in March. We have spooky movies are horror and spooky are released all year long, but Haunted Mansion to me always felt very Halloween-y. So I'm a little surprised they're doing the July release, but it does have an all-star cast. So I'm really not worried about it. It's starring Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Jamie Lee Curtis, Winona Ryder, Jared Leto and Tiffany Haddish and I think all of these fan bases are going to come together and I don't feel like this movie is going to suffer at all even with the July release so I'm excited to see it what was your take on the trailer I'm going to be honest, I wasn't blown away by the trailer, but I think the only reason why I say that is I really wanted to see Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leota, but she wasn't in the trailer. But it was only the teaser, so I'm kind of looking forward to the next trailer. I think she's in the trailer for like one second, but it's not her in the glass ball or anything, so you don't get the full vibe. But I wanted, oh. to, I want to see the full thing. The one thing I did get from the trailer was the Eddie Murphy version from 2003. It's a little, it's got little jump scare points and it's not, but I wouldn't overall call it a scary movie. I'd call it like a kid friendly movie. This one seems pretty creepy and pretty scary. So I think they're going to at least up that fear factor of it. And I don't think it's going to, it's not going to be a horror flick and it's not going to be a slasher film, but I definitely think it's going to be scarier than the Eddie Murphy version. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree, because I really enjoyed the Eddie Murphy one, but I felt like that was more comical. It was more like, let's see how many laughs we could fit in, let's not make this scary, whereas I feel like the new one, Disney's kind of like pushing the limits of what is child-friendly, but I'm really intrigued by it. But I just had a thought, because you mentioned about how it's not coming out in October, and we would kind of consider this a Halloween film, because it's the 30th anniversary of Night of Christmas and Hocus Pocus, and as we know, Hocus Pocus every single October goes back into the cinemas, so it makes me wonder, what if they've intentionally released it in July, because there's some kind of Hocus Pocus thing due in October? One can only hope that's what Disney has up their sleeve for this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's Hocus Pocus 2 theatrical release. Let's do it, I'm in. But that was our Halloween news for the week. So we will keep bringing you Halloween news every episode. I feel like there's going to be a lot this year. I feel like it's going to be a very busy year. We're still making up for those two lost Halloweens that we had. So we have a lot of catching up to do and a lot of spooky stuff coming your way. So, well, this was fun. It was so nice to dive into the 25th with you. But guys, if you liked hanging out with us this week, I think you're going to like us a lot more next week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited. We have an interview. I'm not going to say who. I'm not going to say who will. No, we're keeping 
our lips sealed for now, but make sure you check our Instagram, Facebook, and so on. Keep an um, eye out. Because we will, we will reveal who it is eventually, but we're not going to reveal it yet, just yet. Yes, we do have the one year of us announcing the Black Flame Society coming up later this month. So we'll be celebrating that, possibly with a fun little announcement of who we're having join us in the next episode of the Black Flame Society. And this person is... I love this person. I'm not going to give away anything more about them. So far, I adore them. I am so glad they will be joining us. And it's definitely going to be one of my favorite interviews. Yeah, and mine. We actually nearly got this person last year, didn't we? And things were were a little bit different. We can explain the circumstances when we actually reveal it and we discuss the episode afterwards. Yes. But yeah, I'm finally glad this is happening. And yeah, we did t- say to everybody that this season's going to have a lot more interviews and we've been working really hard. And this is just the start of it. So I honestly can't wait. The first interview of season two is going to be great. So definitely keep your eyes peeled on Instagram. We might even send out an email if you're on our email mailing list. And just tune in next episode. So thanks for hanging out, Will. This was great. And I will see you yeah, soon. Bye, Will. Yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Black Flame Society. To never miss an episode, follow along on Instagram at the Black Flame Society podcast, like and subscribe on your favorite streaming service, and join our mailing list to be the first to know what's coming next. Thank you for being part of the society. Until next time. The Black Flame Society podcast is not affiliated with Disney or any other related conglomerates yet. Feel free to change that. Give us a call.